Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. And the recent stock market rally have suggested there was a recovery underway from a recession. But have we had a recession yet? And looking at data out of the U.S. earlier this month, including July payrolls, are there enough evidence for the U.S. Federal Reserve to moderate its policies? And joining us on the phone to answer these questions is Ken Peng, head of Asia Investment Strategy at City Global Wealth Investments. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi. Okay. So earlier this month, City Private Bank CEO Strategy Bulletin report said that the recent stock rally was from a recovery that was underway from a recession, but the recession that hasn't happened yet. What does this mean? Yeah, it's a bit of a, <laughs> it's a, bit of a, a brain twister. Mm-hmm. Um, so effectively, in the first two quarters, we had negative GDP growth in the United States. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people see that as a technical indication that recession has already mm. taken place. But it hasn't because all throughout these, uh, what, eight months, nearly eight months that we've had so far this year, um, jobs have been growing pretty aggressively, pretty right. strongly mm. in the United States. And incomes are therefore also growing. Um, so there are some signs of slowdown, but, um, you know, they're still growing. Right? You, don't, you don't see rising jobs and corporate profits when there's a recession. Mm-hmm. So clearly we haven't uh, gotten through that yet. And, and I think the market is pricing in uh, a different scenario. Mm. Speaking of jobs, though, how will you know tighter financial conditions this year affect labor markets in the coming years? Yeah, so I think you're, you're exactly right. We should be looking for the coming year rather than uh, what has been passed. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, the Fed began raising rates in March. The market began pricing in higher interest rates, uh, you know, a couple of months before that. But it takes about nine to you know 15 months mm-hmm. for these tightening to be reflected in the economy mm. and um, so you know over the past uh, a few months you've seen several indications first um, the, the number of uh, um, job openings have fallen by about 1.2 million right. over the second quarter mm. we saw this um, survey by the by PWC mm. um, saying that's uh, a bit over half of the 700 respondents, corporate respondents uh, they surveyed, was either in the process of or are um, planning on layoffs. Right? So, so we're, we're at that juncture where um, employers are deciding, or they've stopped uh, hiring new people, mm. and deciding what to do with the current uh, labor force because their expectations for demand are weaker. Mm. And so we're, we're at that point where uh, expectations for the, for the labor market might be turning. Mm. So will the unemployment rate then uh, increase in the U.S. anytime soon? I think this is probably end of this year or beginning of next year mm. kind of uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it takes, it, you know, again, it, take, it takes a while for, uh, for this to, to sink in and employment um, indicators, typically lagging indicators. And especially this time when a lot of employers had a lot of trouble hiring new staff. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the past half a year because of uh, you know, a lack of, uh, uh, um, I guess, labor force and also difficulties with regards to the, um, the pandemic. And, and so they probably wouldn't be so trigger happy to fire them just yet. Mm. Um, but, um, so so, so this, the, the lag might be longer this time, but I think um, you know, the squeeze between higher costs and lower demand is going to um, be felt more uh, heartily 
among the corporates in the mm. second half of this year. So, you know, looking at the employment data and other data that has been out from the U.S. in recent weeks, um, you said that recession, it was not a recession. Is a recession yet to come or do you not expect to come anytime soon? Mm. We think the odds of recession are much higher in 2023, next mm. year, than it is this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, we mentioned how the market w- w- had gone through a correction and then a bit of a recovery. That correction was in response to rising interest rates. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and and so, so I think the expectations for interest rates are kind of appropriate. Mm. Um, but the expectation for lower profits mm. is not. Right? Uh, so after the second quarter earnings season, we saw about 6.5% growth year on year in the second quarter for the S&P 500 uh, earnings per share. And then when you look at consensus for the next year, we're still expecting 8% growth. And our assumption, our forecast for earnings growth next year is actually minus 10. So that's a fairly large gap to fill. So... If you're saying that the recession will come next year, well, is the recession, you know, is it still avoidable? I think it is. Mm. Um, but <laughs> the window for that uh, avoidance is narrowing pretty quickly. Mm. <laughs> so, um, well, I think that the only way really to, um, to avoid recession mm. is to allow capacity, labor, um, and, um, and commodity, energy, you know, metals, whatever that's in shortage, um, allow capacity to grow to bring inflation down that way. Mm. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, you, you go through a period of slowness, but mm. then you don't actually fall into recession. Um, but the way the Fed is communicating their strategy, uh, it looks like we're going to be seeing, you know, probably as much tightening uh, uh, going forward as we have experienced already. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's probably going to add more, uh, well, turn financial conditions more restrictive and add uh, increase the odds for recession next year. You know, okay, so currently also um, today, markets seem to be reacting to re-emerging concerns um, regarding over-aggressive Fed hikes as well. And some economists are betting that there may be a 50 basis point hike in September. What do you expect? I think in September, it's uh, the 50 is a minimum. It's mm-hmm. likely, the, the decision is likely in between 50 and 75. Mm-hmm. Um, the market, I think, is sitting somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, basically, we, we're, we're waiting to see what the August numbers are for inflation and jobs. Mm. Uh, you get these numbers in the first and second weeks of, um, of September, and, um, and then the, you know, the Fed meeting is September 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, though, there's a Jackson Hole meeting. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, so a lot of uh, market participants are looking, you know, watching the Fed, watching Powell, you know, every word of his speech mm-hmm. <laughs> to see what, uh, what signals he gives mm. for what might happen in September. So also, when do you expect the Fed to pause its tightening path? Mm, I think that will happen after employment begins to see some cracks. Yeah, typically uh, with past cycles, when the unemployment rate starts to, uh, well, falls to a bottom and starts to rebound, mm-hmm. it's within months that the Fed begins to cut rates. Uh, and the recession also starts within months, right? So, so, so it's, it's a fairly short uh, leading indicator. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but, you know, I, I think at this point, the, the Fed's, at least for the Jackson Hole or for uh, September, the Fed's priority is still uh, stuck on inflation. Mm. And looking at the recent Fed's FOMC and also looking ahead to that central bank's key Jackson Hole symposium, what can investors take note of? 
um, the recent Fed messaging has actually been pretty clear. Mm. So um, I think after the July meeting, mm-hmm. there's been a parade of uh, Fed officials mm-hmm. coming out to say that they remain focused on combating inflation. And some the, the July uh, meeting minutes show that some of these um, FOMC members are beginning to worry about the risk of over-tightening. But that's for future dates, right? because at the moment, they believe that financial conditions are not yet restrictive enough mm-hmm. to bring inflation down. So, uh, you know, we will have to wait for the time when they when they believe that financial conditions are too restrictive for for this uh, uh, for this to happen. And I think that's probably going to be uh, sometime in the first half of next year. And separately, you know, looking at China too, you know, most of the world's central banks are tightening to fight high inflation, and that is not present in China. How is this affecting Chinese equities? Yes. So, uh, you know, um, normally this is a great opportunity mm. to um, to find a a major equity market that is you know receiving help from policymakers. Right. Um, but the the downward growth challenges are so significant mm-hmm. uh, that the, the stimulus uh, hasn't really been given a chance to work fully. Right? So, so basically, you have both monetary and fiscal easing. Right? Mm-hmm. We got rate cuts last week and this week. Credit growth, you know, money supply growth, 12%, the highest in six years. And then you know, we've got an, a, an additional $1.5 trillion quota for local government bond mm-hmm. issuance to pay for infrastructure and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you have that on the stimulus side, but then you have COVID restrictions, right. you have property, uh, you know, sector crisis, and more recently this power shortage. So all these things are demand destruction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have you have a lot of uh, stimulus which gives you supply of credits, that's great, um, but the, the the demand is not there yet, and and we think we might have to wait until after this party congress for uh, real policies to be taken to uh, restore demand. And also, you know, in China, there are challenges from a property sector slump and the COVID curves, right? And Premier Li Keqiang also earlier asked local officials um, from key provinces to bolster pro-growth measures. But with less tightening compared to other major economies, what is their economic recovery path looking like? Yes. So previously, we had thought that um, so two Q was uh, was negative, mm. and that was a clear recession. And we thought recovery would begin immediately in three Q. Mm. But it looks like with the property and um, and the power shortage, the three Q recovery is likely to be slower than expected. Mm. Um, and so I think the, the the more meaningful recovery might begin in fourth quarter after the uh, party congress, mm. which is in October, um, and then this recovery will continue well into 2023. So this is a period when global growth is slowing down, uh, but China is still picking up, so we remain positive on that market. Okay. Okay, thank you so much, Ken, for your time and your insights today. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Ken Peng, Head of Asia Investment Strategy at City Global Wealth Investments. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.